Let's welcome tonight's speaker, Ilana. Hi, everybody. Um, oh, that's the beeping from that time. <laughs> um, welcome to those of you who are new to OA. Um, I recognize many faces here tonight, and it's good to see you all. A lot of you have heard um, my story from the start to up to the present. Um, but a lot has happened since I last shared, so I'll try to share something new. Hopefully you'll um, hear something that resonates with you, that's helpful to you. Um, my story is not different from anyone else's who's come through these doors. Um, I have a problem with food. I have the desire to stop eating compulsively, and that's all you need to be here. Um, so I will pass around pictures. I haven't really updated any of these, but they tell my story from when I was little till now, uh, until I came into program. It stops there. Um, to qualify, um, I came into program, um, it'll be, it's nine and a half years. It was nine years in May. And I uh, was at my top known weight of 245 pounds. And I'm five foot two, although I think I'm shrinking already. <laughs> I'm 50 and I'm shrinking. Um, but um, I consider myself a century person because um, my ideal body weight should be probably around 135 or 140. And I was 100, more than 100 pounds overweight at my top known weight. And I, um, I was pretty defeated. Um, when I came to OA. I, it was about six months before my 40th birthday, and I had been trying for most of my life, <laughs> since I was 11, to lose weight and keep it off. And so that's a lot of time spent trying to do something that I didn't know was actually impossible to do um, on my own, but that I was told by my family and friends and commercial weight loss programs and doctors and just society in general that I should be able to eat less and lose weight if I just want to, if I put my mind to it. I should have a willpower, self-will willpower, self-control, discipline, to be able to stay on a diet, lose the weight, and keep it off. And um, so I kept trying, you know, I was trying and trying and trying to that place of really, really realizing that I was never going to be able to do it. And I dieted my way up over 100 pounds of weight gain. I, I came into a commercial weight loss program uh, where they weigh you every week, and I was at 145, and when I exited that program, I was 245. After several years of demoralization and gaining and losing the same five pounds, gaining, losing 20 pounds, and then it just went up and up and up, and then at some point, I was just gaining. I was not losing, and I just kept thinking, why can't I stop eating? What is wrong with me? Why don't I have that self-will and that determination? And they couldn't answer that for me. They said, I don't know. You know, at some point... Someone said, um, at some point, the desire to lose the weight will be higher than your desire to eat the food. That never actually happened. <laughs> and believe me, I had the desire to lose the weight. And I know you all know what I'm talking about. Um, so I'm 48 years old. I'll be 49 in about a month. And this is the age my grandmother was when she died of obesity. 
her death certificate says diabetes, but it was completely unregulated diabetes related to type 2, related to morbid obesity. And she was in and out of the hospital most of my mother's childhood and most of her adult life. And so here I am, I sit and I think, I'm 48 years old. Am I ready to die? You know, thank God. That could have been me. Very easily could have been me. If I hadn't found her way nine years ago, that very well could be me right now. Um, and I wanted to read something that really struck me about step one from an AA Daily Reader that I actually substitute the word alcohol for food because it really helps me. It's very spiritual. It says, step one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. This step states that membership requirement of OA, we must admit that our lives are disturbed. We must accept the fact that we are helpless before the power of food. For me, absolutely food. Uh, We must admit that we are licked as far as eating is concerned and we need help. In other words, I could not stay on a diet by myself. I could not stop eating by myself. And I needed help. Um, I needed a lot of help. (laughs) And um, we must be willing to accept the bitter fact that we cannot eat like normal people. Lots of people can succeed at commercial weight loss programs, and they do, and they advertise them on TV. Famous people, not so famous people, but there's signs about their success everywhere, and I couldn't do it, and I had to accept. I was not one of those people. I was not going to be able to maintain 100-pound weight loss on my own willpower. Um, And we must make as gracefully as possible a surrender to the inevitable fact that we must stop overeating or eating certain foods. So here it says drinking. For me, completely translate that to, I had to surrender to the fact that I had to stop eating certain foods. That's where I started. My alcohol, my alcoholic foods. I had to figure out what that was and stop eating it. And it says, is it difficult for me to admit that I am different from normal eaters or normal drinkers? Absolutely, it was 100% difficult. But when I came in here and I heard other people share that they were doing what I thought I needed to do and they had maintained weight loss. So I've probably been maintaining 85 pounds of weight loss since um, I've come into program. Would I like to lose the other 25? Sure, you know, would I like to get to an ideal goal weight in my mind? But what would happen when I get there? I would probably want to lose another 20 pounds. I mean, that's part of the disease, is never feeling okay in my body. I'm very happy with 85. Maintaining 85-pound weight loss for nine years is unbelievable to me. Wearing the same size pants for that long, once I got down to this body size, not having to buy larger clothes or, you know, get rid of everything in my closet repeatedly was is a big thing um but more than that is um i don't hate myself anymore i don't hate myself every single day for not being able to follow a diet and what i heard in my very first oa meeting i heard the unity prayer read the i put my hand in yours and and together we can do what we could never do alone i heard that loud and clear like If I come to these meetings, I can do this because I can't do this alone. Um, No longer must we each depend upon our own unsteady willpower. That was it. It was my unsteady willpower that I couldn't couldn't lose the weight. I couldn't maintain it. Couldn't stop binge eating. And... um, my my brain had me believing that I didn't have, you know, I didn't eat bad food. I just, I was eating a lot of food. And um, at some point, however, 
I started mainlining carbohydrates and it was primarily carbohydrates that I was binge eating. It wasn't even sugars. I wasn't a big sugar eater, but I would stop at the gas station. Most of you know that I'm a gas station junkie. That was my liquor store. On my way home from work every single night and buy a big bag or box of something salty, crunchy, and that doesn't fall into any of the five basic food groups. <laughs> That's got no nutritional value. And I would eat I would try to eat one serving, and I would eat the entire bag or box in the 20 minutes that it would take me to drive home. And I still don't go into gas stations unless I absolutely have to. I try to pay at the pump. And now they bombard you with commercials at the pump with pictures of food. And it's like, it makes me laugh. It used to make me mad. Now it just makes me laugh. But um, this program helped me stop stopping at the gas station on my way home from work. I would text a fellow on my way home from work. Um, who's sitting in this room, and I would text her and say, I'm driving past the Shell station, and I'm not stopping. And she'd say, you don't need it. Just keep going. Keep driving. You know, text me when you're home. And that's how it started. Like, together we could do what we could never do alone. So I came in here with the ingredients I needed for this program to stick for me. The desire to lose, you know, to stop eating compulsively. The desire to stop trying to do it on my own and trying to control it by myself. And the willingness to listen to what you all had to say and accept suggestions. And the willingness to ask for help. Got a sponsor right away. I took service positions right away because I knew if I didn't have an obligation to another person or to the group... I would start to blow it off. I would get tired after work and say, I'm not going to a meeting, I'm going to go home. Or I don't feel like getting up on a Sunday morning, I'm not going to go. If I had a commitment to meet a sponsor at a meeting or a commitment to do service at a meeting, I was going to be there. And I knew that. Even though I didn't really understand the rest of the 12-step language, I was not a 12-step person, I definitely understood that if I substitute the word alcohol for food, that everything I was reading in the literature made complete sense to me. And so, um, so I had that. I had the willingness to admit that I was not a normal eater, that I could never be a normal eater. I, I didn't come in hoping that I would lose some weight and then I could leave the program. I knew there was no other option. I knew that I was going to die like my grandmother did in a short period of time if I didn't get help. And so I embraced this program. I was not a spiritually connected person. I did not have a God or a higher power that I could relate to or talk to. Um, I grew up, I was raised in a Jewish family, and I had a bat mitzvah. And right around that time, I started thinking about what does God mean to me, and I basically fired God. (laughs) So I decided that there was no God. I became agnostic, and I kind of held on to that belief until I came here and started having miracles of recovery happen. And then I thought, you know what, maybe there is some higher power or some greater energy outside of myself, control of my life. And the easiest way my sponsor put it to me from my brain to understand, my science brain, was that what keeps my heart beating? She'd say, put your finger on your pulse, feel your heart beating. Are you consciously keeping your heart beating? No. There is something at work in your heart, in your life, in your body that's keeping your heart beating, and it's not you. So, yeah, it, I wasn't in control of everything, and definitely not my heart beating. And, and, high, and I do have a connection now with the higher power. Things happen, you might call it serendipity or fate, but things happen that, that help keep me going in the program. Strange things like 
birds <laughs> flew into my I, I saw a poster for lost cockatiel and I said a prayer even though I wasn't a prayer kind of person and I put a prayer out there okay higher power if you exist if you're out there send this poor guy his pet bird home he's missing his bird and later that afternoon a cockatiel flew into my workplace and was presented to me by one of my co-workers which it wasn't his bird, but it was the, the thought that if I could send out a message about a bird and then this bird came, I was like, okay, okay, I'll try prayer for other things. So I'll ask you for help to not eat this leftover cold food that's in my, free, my fridge. You know, I don't remember if we name foods here or not, but I won't for the sake of others who may be, um, make you crave these foods. But there were foods in my refrigerator, and I had them on my way to my mouth. And after that bird example, I could say, okay, I'll try it. If you're listening, help me not eat this. I don't want to do this. And then all of a sudden, I was throwing it in the garbage. And that was something I could never do by myself. So so this program has given me a higher power connection. It's given me a fellowship of other people who understand the insanity of wanting to not eat and, um, and not being able to stop eating. Of binging and eating so quickly that I would choke on the food and, and it would get stuck in my throat and have to practically heimlich myself to get the food out because I was eating, not even the quantity, it was just how fast I could eat the food. So where I am now, um, so I, I have a sponsor. Um, I talk with her almost every day. Uh, we try to talk every day or I text her my food every day and commit that to her. Um, she has what I want. That's the bottom line. The sponsor is someone who has what you want. They say, ask them how they're achieving it, and they'll show you. So that's kind of what I did. I, I've had, she's my third sponsor that I'm working with, and she has what I want, not just in terms of her physical recovery with the food and quantity. That's my big monkey on my back right now. But um, she also has life behaviors, you know, that, that I want to have, um, change of behavior, character defects that have been removed from her life that I have that I would like removed. And so I'm listening and I'm learning and I'm trying what she suggests. Um, so, um, I have a sponsee, I've sponsored a few people over the years and I have a current regular sponsee and we try to talk on the phone. We were talking daily now, um, she also texts me her food every day or almost every day, um, and if there's a change, she'll let me know. We try to be as rigorously honest as we can with each other, because if we're not talking to each other about what we're eating, then we're just hiding and sneaking around and eating in, in secret, overeating in secret again. Um, and I, I, um, I will say that I do my daily reading in the morning, most mornings, and I do have some prayers. I have these little things tucked in my books and I take them out and I read them. I used to read a lot more and it would slow me down and just get me started for the day. Um, in here is a little note to remind me, these are all little post-it notes to remind me how to work my program, um, you know, that I'm supposed to, um, you know, to, to not overeat and binge every day, to follow my food plan, to text and share my food plan, not to behave badly, to admit when I'm wrong. Um, not to rely solely on myself for power and strength, to be a good listener and to ask for help. Um, and those are the signs of physical, emotional, and spiritual recovery that I want. If I were doing these things, then that would be a sign to me that I've made change, made progress. Um, so what is my food plan? My food has evolved over time. And I'll share this now because a lot of you here, you know, uh, might 
be struggling with food plans. And I will say that my food plan has not been the same food plan from day one. So it's layers of the onion coming off. And the junk food that I used to stop at the gas station for, the alcohol food, that was removed pretty quickly because I wanted to be done with that. I was in so much pain around that, hating myself. I was able to let that go, and then when I went through the withdrawal of it, I was able to reach out for help, and help was given to me by the fellowship, and I was able to get that out of my system. And now I don't crave those things. I really, truly can tell you honestly with all my heart, I don't crave these things. They are in my house. My partner eats these things, and other people around me eat them. What I have the biggest problem with is quantity of abstinent food, food that I consider food that I can eat, and I need to eat three times a day, and I need to eat reasonable portions, and my body requires a lot less food than the average person my size and my age. It's really frustrating, but I have to just accept that. So I'm working on that right now with my sponsor and trying to be as honest as possible. I was really resistant to weighing and measuring. That just made me crazy, the thought of that. So what I do is I look at packages, and if it says there's eight ounces in here, then I eat a half a package, and I know it's four ounces of a protein. Um, But I am consciously trying to monitor and weigh and measure my food. And that's making a difference too. And it allowed me the freedom to travel. I I recently took a very long trip. I was away for four weeks and then I came back for four days and went away for another five to a family event, which is very loaded and triggering for probably a lot of us. Um, A lot of food at family events that I don't eat and a lot of overeating around me because I come from a family of compulsive eaters. But I took a trip to Africa where the food is very different from how I eat. And I was able to say, look, this is what I need. And when I asked for what I needed help with on the trip, it was, it was, brought, it was made available to me. And so I didn't have to give in and eat food that's not my food. But it was stressful being on a trip where you don't have the ability to go and, and buy and organize your own food. So this program gave me the serenity to navigate that and make the trip about the experience and not at all about the food for the most part. Um, I got messages from some of you on WhatsApp while I was there. Whenever I popped up on Wi-Fi, I'd get some messages, and that was really helpful. Um, And I was able to message my sponsor and tell her, oh, my God, I want to eat, like, four breakfasts, and, you know, I'm just going to eat one. (laughs) She's like, for tomorrow, just eat one. So, okay, I can commit to that. So, um, yeah, so staying connected, getting involved, get a sponsor, take a service position, keep coming to meetings, do what your sponsor tells you. <laughs> Listen and try to do things not your own way. Do it the way they suggest because if we could do it our own way, we wouldn't need help. We would be doing it already. So keep your mind open um, and you can have recovery. Um, it's possible. And it's definitely a process. It's not linear. There's been hiccups, wax and rain, and I've gone up. And then I had to realize, okay, this food is also a problem for me. My weight's going up. I have to be honest. I can't. The scale doesn't lie. It's just a honesty meter now it's not a a tool for self-abuse but the honesty meter is telling me okay you're eating too much quantity or you're eating too much of this food Um, it's causing you cravings maybe you should just stop eating it for now and I had a a lovely sponsor who would say how about just until you get to your goal weight and then you can add it back onto your plan so so far that that day hasn't come Um, so it's not on my plan these things but um This program is amazing on all levels, physical, emotional, and spiritual. It's really changed my life, how I interact with my family, how I interact with other people, how I respond to stress. 
I just don't have to eat over it. I don't have to behave badly, and I can do the next right action and ask for help. So thanks.